So we've all heard of the term more than an athlete, and it's true. It's the things outside of your sport that can actually make you the most money. I would say focus on the off-court hobby. Because everyone's going to watch you for the fact that you're an athlete anyway. Right. So what else can you bring to the table that brands will want to sponsor? And not to mention, when you show your hobbies outside of your sport, people get to know you better. Mm -hmm. And when they feel like they know you better, your likability translates to dollars. It's something that they can see themselves in. They'll want to buy your jersey, not just because you're a really cool athlete, but he's also a gamer. I'm also a gamer. And like that's just way more tangible. In episode two of The Athlete Creator, I sat down with Savannah Hamilton, the Sportsnet sideline reporter for the Toronto Raptors, and we discussed everything from the current state of NIL in Canada, why athletes are so influential, the importance of building an audience online, and creating content that brands actually want to work with. Which brings me to the sponsor of this content series, Firework. Firework is an NIL marketplace that brings like-minded athletes and brands together to form dream partnerships and marketing campaigns. Did you know that athletes drive three times more engagement in sponsored content than traditional influencers? Just like Undress the Jersey, Firework was started to shine a light on athletes and bring their wonderful personalities to the forefront. Firework has athletes earning two times more from sponsorships after sign up and drives positive ROI campaigns for brands by connecting you with the right partners. Find your dream partnership by visiting the link at the top of the description of this video and head to www.thefirework.app to create a free profile today. Now, back to the episode. You've built an incredible audience, over 140,000 people on that. When did that start? When did you first get on TikTok? And what were your intentions behind joining the platform? Oh, I love TikTok, first and foremost. I'm not such a TikTok advocate. Like, it's my favorite platform out yeah. of all of you know, the social media world platforms. Like, TikTok is it. So to go back to the beginning, I guess, um, well, one, I had a separate account. That's not the account that I have right now. Um, it was just between me and my little sister. And so the two of us were honestly just messing around with the platform, being stupid, being silly, creating like, like fun videos that you look back and you're like, this is actually like cringe and hilarious at the yeah. same time. Yep. Um, and we like, and then like, so we just literally did it for, for giggles, but this is what I tell people just do stuff for the sake of doing stuff. Cause you don't know where it's going to lead to. And like, I didn't think to myself, Savannah, I'm going to have my own account account someday and it's going to have over a hundred thousand followers no i was thinking to myself i was like i'm just gonna have fun this is i'm gonna use some of these stupid audios and like see where this can go and so then i was like okay how do i pivot like what can i talk about that's like going to be interesting and then my sister's like talk about literally like what you do for a living and so essentially like create a series about how you are able to just talk to people so like freely and like whatever and so anyways charisma tips was born and i was like sure i'll try it Sure. And, it, and then uh, I did one video and sure enough, I think it got like a million views. And okay. I was like, holy crap. But building an audience online is just the first step. Brands aren't going to want to work with you if what you're sharing doesn't align with what they represent. Okay, like how can we take what you have, which is great, and now make it more brand marketable so brands want to work with you. Essentially, how this whole thing works, how social media really works is you post what you feel like you just want to do. That's and right. then you could start thinking a little bit in a way like, hmm, if I was a brand, how could I attach myself to this? Yeah, you, you, have, to, you have to create opportunity for brands exactly. to walk into it. So I was like, okay, let's show how you dress to leave an impression. So I did a video like that. That did pretty well. And then I was like, okay 
let's talk about how you enter a room, but I'm wearing really nice clothes. So yes. people ask me, where do I get my clothes from? Now, I believe you already have an advantage to building an audience online just because you're an athlete. You're already one of the most influential people within your community. I do believe that as a student athlete on your college campus, you do have a sort of influence. You're given funding. You know, you, you walk around with a special backpack. Like there's, yeah. there are different things that have branded you as separate from the rest of the population. And that's, oh valuable. yeah, come on. Like you were a student athlete yourself. You know how it is. Like I you're a celebrity it. on campus. But, but guess Savannah, you can't say that because that is egotistical and that's like not nice. Oh, but I said it, <laughs> but yeah, no, like you, but it's true. You just pointed out, they make you a special snowflake because yep. you could play a sport at a high level. And a lot of people can't do that. That's and right. so they reward you for it for it because also don't forget the university is using you just as much as you're using them for to be go. special university saying, Oh, this guy is a good representation of our, of our face of our university. So Correct. they're, and they're, they're using the athletes just as much. I don't feel bad. And, the, and this is what the creator economy is doing. It's it's giving control back to the individual. Exactly. And right? letting them make their own money off of their own face rather than, you know, a school using them for that. That's right. Now, so far, all of the conversations around student athletes monetizing their personal brands have been focused on the NCAA. And that's because on July 1st of 2021, the NCAA approved policies that allowed student athletes to profit off their name, image, and likeness, which is wild to think that before that, the NCAA was profiting billions off of these athletes and they saw none of the profits themselves. However, in just the first year, the NIL era has reached $917 million. So what's the situation like here in Canada? I mean, to be honest, I was, I was a youth sport athlete. I felt like I could do basically whatever I wanted. Like I don't, they say NIL in the, in the United States, but I kind of feel like you could do NIL right now. Cause there's actually even more freedom almost in a sense, because sure. I was never told that I couldn't make money off of my own social media. If I was a youth sports athlete, I was yeah. never told that I couldn't work a particular job because that's going to cancel my scholarship. And the other thing is the fact that, I mean, only certain schools in Canada give full ride scholarships, which is out East and out West, but in Ontario. And I think like Alberta, Saskatchewan, for the most part, like it's like capped off at like 5,000 now. Yeah, it's and like so two, I better three, be able to make more money. I would say do something until you're told to not do it and then just say, sorry. And money isn't the only thing that will come from building an audience online. Yeah. I've been able to monetize and make money off of my own TikTok that like has like almost been a piece of my salary. It feels like I'm like, wow, like this is enough money that it's, it's good to continue this. Sure. But like, I would say the community, the actual fans and people, the consistent ones, like they care. They, like, I didn't even know I had like an impact on people. I had a comment um, that really resonated with me that I never even would have thought in a million years that I was hitting this market. But one person commented being like, thank you so much for posting your charisma tips because uh, I'm actually autistic and I don't understand social cues very well, but like your social tips, like they really, really helped me. And I was like, I didn't even think about that when I was going into this. So just like the fans, the, like the followers that I have that like just in individual, incredible people that they, they care. I feel like they care about me too. So that means a lot to me. I, I think, I think that's the one of the, you know, every, everything tends to, when, when we talk about social media and like monetization, it's, it can come off as very selfish. Yeah. But I think creating content and establishing an, an audience online is a huge opportunity for athletes to spread their 
influence in a positive way. Like you can impact the amount of people that you can reach today online is incredible. And if you have a story worth telling, everyone has a story worth telling. Yeah. You have a message that you want to share and you have, you're passionate for helping other people. Content can be a great outlet for that. So um, Savannah, this wraps up our episode, tons and tons of value in here uh, that you shared from your personal experience that I really think is going to resonate with a lot of athletes listening to this. So um, I appreciate you taking the time like before uh, you're amazing. Hey, well, thank you, man. I, 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 this is a great series. I think it's going to add a lot of value to a lot of athletes lives that they could, you know, really tangibly use now, which is very important. So thank you for having this platform and, and taking the initiative to create it. Everyone that's the athlete creator with Savannah Hamilton. We're signing off. Peace out.